clock is ticking on the world's nations to protect the future of this planet and its people before time runs out. The United Nations set out a blueprint to accomplish just this, and we know them as the UN Sustainable Development Goals or Global Goals. The world needs to take bigger and bolder actions, but these actions are controlled by those with seats of power. Today's youth are the generation who will have to live through the challenges of the future, which is why it is crucial that today's youth are part of today's decision-making. It is their future, and it only makes sense that the youth have a seat at the table. Welcome everyone, come on in, have a seat, and let's get started. This podcast is a roundtable discussion giving young changemakers the space to speak critically on systemic issues and explore local solutions based on the global goals. Welcome to the second episode of our newly launched podcast. It is November of 2021, and we are talking to you from the Philippines. But no matter what corner of the globe you are in right now, today's discussion is to protect all. Welcome to today's episode. Seated at the table today are five active or aspiring young change makers. Um, and let's go around the table and meet everyone for this episode's table roll call. So hi everyone, I'm Joanne, 17 years old, and I'm looking forward to a fruitful conversation with you. Welcome, Joanne. Hi, my name is Danella. I'm also 17 years old. And as well as Joanne, I'm looking forward to sharing our ideas and hopefully making a change. Thank you. Hi, Danella. Um, Hello, everyone. My name is Zeus, and I'm 13 years old. And I'm really excited and happy and honored to be here. Hi, Zeus. Hi everyone, my name is AA, also 17 years old, and it's so nice to finally meet everyone. Hello guys! Hello everyone, my name is Gabby, I am 16 years old, and I am so ecstatic to be with all of you. Thanks, welcome Gabby! Hello! Thanks everyone, and my name is Ilan Inverga, an educator and global goals advocate, and I'll be moderating this roundtable discussion along with Joanne, Danella, Zeus, AA, and Gabby. Welcome to the table, everyone. Can we get one last energetic table roll? This podcast deals greatly with how we must not only strive for economic growth um, for all people, but to develop our nations without compromising the future of our planet and of the next generations. Hence, sustainable development. As we build plans to continue growing and developing sustainably, it's a given that we are working to tackle a whole range of social issues. People who take action on a particular social issue, or as we like to call them, change makers, are often doing what they do because of a particular spark that motivated them to take action. To start our dialogue today, let's go around the table and ask the group to share an experience, a story, or a memory that sparked a passion inside uh, to take action on a certain social issue. So who wants to get us started? Um, I would like to start. So I live in this district here in the Philippines, and I, I was in a jeepney, and I was about to go to a super mall and and the, on the road to the super mall i saw a slums area 
and I saw a group of young children, maybe they're like six to seven years old. There's like a, three boys and a girl, and the girl was probably four years old, and they were, uh, they're probably begging for money. Well, well, they have this unique instrument made from pipes, and they were talking to each other, and they they saw they said some vulgar words that kind of shocked me, and I thought to myself, why? Where is their parents? Why are they speaking such vulgar or curse words? And I thought to myself that they should they should at least have some decent and quality education and not just uh, roam around in the city in the dangerous cities here my my take on this is actually similar to gabby's um you know for someone like me or for someone like us who's living in a, a developing country such as the philippines it's not a rare sight to see children in public places that are begging for money and that um it seems that they're doing it all day long and so, someone and sometimes it's with their parents it, they are with their parents as well and especially back in back in those days um, when there is no pandemic um, my usual route while going to school is to ride a car and every time i peek outside my window especially when driving by um, local um, um, convenience stores such as 7-eleven you're really gonna see all of these children and they're just um scattered around begging for money and it's just it just saddens me you know to think that all of those children all of those young minds that have so much potential and who knows maybe um some of them can even change the world and yet they they there's there this this one thing that um that's keeping um it from happening which is the lack of education you know because like education for me it's like it's like um a gateway or or a key that that opens um a world full of of infinite possibilities you know that um um one show from from netflix the the lock and key they they have those um set of keys that 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 take that can take you anywhere open um all the doors you know uh, make your dreams come true fix anything um make you fly you know it, it for me it's just like that you know education it's it's like a magical key that can take you anywhere and it's just it's just a a, a shame to see that not everyone has access to it you know because um in this world full of um um you know um it's really hard without education and everything starts with education um, seeing those every day, it it's that it sparked something in me. We need to change the system um, to give everyone um, quality education because everyone is gonna need it, and it's gonna change their life and the life of others. Yes, I agree with both of you, Gabby and AA, that um, there's a lot of street children here in the Philippines, and even though that we live in a city, there's still slums area in our community, and. Yeah, it really makes me wonder why why they aren't in school, even though we have public schools that are free. But um, the question still there is, um, why is it? Why are they still in the streets and not receiving the education that they deserve? That um, that which is their right. Hundred percent. Yes, definitely agree. So my story is actually related to my campaign, which is the which is supporting the indigenous people. And um, my story begins um, last year, if I recall, um, when I was traveling to my pro to the province of Batangas for for to visit my grandparents. 
um, on the road, I actually saw a family, a family of indigenous people carrying some, some of their products. And, and I saw children actually playing um, one of those uh, bamboo toys. I don't know if you know it. And I also saw, how do I explain this? Someone just ignoring them because again, discrimination of the indigenous people. Yeah, so I guess that's the memory that really sparked something in me to help and help and raise awareness for the indigenous people. Thanks, Ayas. And I think when it comes to the indigenous communities in the Philippines and of course all over the world, uh, there, I mean, especially in the Philippines, there's there's a, it's a strange, it's a strange lack of respect and value uh, when it comes to indigenous people, but there's so much that they can offer. You know, they've been around for so long and they, they have so much wisdom that they can share. And I'm sure that's actually the wisdom that we need to, to take on our, our biggest challenges today. So thanks, Ayas. So hi, everyone. I wanted to share a memory that happened like three to four years ago. And we were at this buffet restaurant in Manila. And of course, since it's a buffet, there's a time limit. So after we ate our lunch, we were just lounging in our tables, um, in our seats. And we still have this table full of food. And then when we decided that we're done, um, as I walk out the door, um, I see street children. Yes, street children again. But um, there's this particular child who looks at the restaurant. And I believe that he's looking at this toddler with his family that and everyone in that family tries to feed the toddler um, every kind of food. So, and of course, he's a toddler. He cannot can take all of those foods. And, and I believe that the wall of that restaurant is a very strong metaphor because it's glass. We all know that there's poverty. We all know that there are children who doesn't have, who can't have three meals a day. And we don't know if they are nutritious enough. And from that moment, I promised myself that I won't buy as much as I can, but rather that I will buy as much as I need, as much as my body needs. And if I have the privilege to buy more than I can, and I would gladly share it to my fellow community and to my fellow community and to other people who need it. Uh, love it. Love that. Thanks, Joanne. That's really inspiring. And I think everyone at the table agrees uh, with that sentiment. Thanks, Joanne. I'm going to share something about me and my mom's dining experience and this might turn into some kind of ad for Jollibee since we were actually eating at Jollibee and there was this if I may say if it's not that offensive um let's say he was a bit disabled and he couldn't see he was blind basically and he was outside of Jollibee he was playing his harmonica and my mom uh, he offered, she offered him um, to dine with us. So of course we paid for his meal and we asked a bit about his life story. And we found out that we were in, so we were in Jollibee Lucena here, um, the one near the church, right? And turns out that the guy playing the harmonica was not even close his, let's say, like what he calls home was nowhere near Jollibee here, Jollibee Lucena. And I feel like if he was really given the opportunity, he would have, let's say, like a better shot at life. And I feel like similar to everyone's sentiments 
um, I feel like everyone should really be given a chance. And besides from that, my, I'm advocating for, for zero hunger and no poverty. I hope na we'll be able to really shed light on this since poverty really is one of our biggest social issues here in the Philippines. Thanks, Danella, for, first of all. And I think one thing that we realized with the pandemic of COVID-19 is all of these social issues that you mentioned are sort of, they just became worse, uh, whether it's poverty, whether it's hunger, um, whether it's the, the issues of the indigenous communities or PWDs, like things just became worse. But the thing is, we also, they became more visible, right? We, it, was, it was something that we were able to see so clearly. Uh, again, thank you. Thank you guys for, for sharing your, your ideas and your experiences and your, your own stories so far. Um, and what's really interesting to me is that I think most, if not all of the social issues that everyone here discussed around the table. Yeah, I think everyone. So all, all of the social issues we've discussed so far are really, you know, they deal directly with people, right? So they're people issues, um, poverty, hunger, um, and so on. Yet, as we know, sustainable development is concerned with both people and planet, right? So environmental issues also, um, which is fair. It's fair that you guys, you know, your automatic social issue or your go-to social issue is something to, that, that, that's dealing with people. Um, since it's much easier for us humans to empathize with other humans. Uh, but let's not forget that issues uh, pertaining to, to both people and planet are are deeply you know, interconnected, intertwined, just like the branches and roots of like a, an old tree, right? So one perfect example of this is a memory I think all of us around the table can share, uh, which is very timely with this month of November, right? So if you guys recall one year ago in November of 2020, uh, we can easily recall the news and pictures of our fellow Filipinos in Cagayan. Uh, who were stranded on their roofs, uh, desperately calling for help as the waters um, had flooded all the way up to the ceilings, up to the roofs of people's homes. Um, and actually another memory that I have that is also especially timely with this month of November is that um, this, this November we're commemorating the eight-year anniversary of the devastation of Typhoon Yolanda, or internationally known as Typhoon Haiyan, which displaced over 4 million people, if you guys can imagine, 4 million people um, and damaged, you know, so many homes, so many livelihoods and so much, so much more. Um, and this was, you know, Typhoon Haiyan was one of the most powerful storms of all time. It's in the history of the world, the history of humanity. It's one of the most, the biggest, most powerful storms ever in any country in the world. And this is a perfect example of how issues dealing with people, so these people that were affected by the typhoon, are deeply connected to the issue of the environment, climate crisis. Um, so that's that's really something, it's a visual example that I think we can all share, especially as Filipinos. So for the next part of our discussion, we're inviting everyone here to, to exercise their brains and practice their, you know, practice your lateral thinking and your systems thinking skills, um, because environmental issues are greatly connected to humans. So the question that we want to ask you 
is how is the social issue you mentioned earlier relevant to the environment, to climate change, or to the planet? So, yeah, it just made me think that poor people are more vulnerable when it comes to environment issues because they don't have the resources to to support what they need. And even those basic needs, they don't have. And with the environment issue that deals with um, my, ex- my experience, my memory of eating in a buffet restaurant is um, responsible consumption. Because yes, we have our needs. We need food, we, we need clothes, but we need to remind ourselves, is this what I really need? Like um, we need, because everything comes from the environment. We all know that um, if all the food that you eat, the products that you use, all of those raw materials are from the environment. And if we would consume based on our needs, not based on how much we can, um, we would reduce the demand for these products, for this food. And if there's less demand, demand we will get less from nature and hopefully uh, live sustainably by replacing those from what we get and share our privilege to other people. And let's break that glass of separating privilege and those who doesn't have the basic needs and instead come together to share to share these goals of having an equal world equal world with equal opportunities so um the social issue i wanted to talk about um that will help our um our climate crisis is the indigenous people again um the indigenous people is are actually one of the most eco-friendly people in the world. I mean, they only, again, as Joanne said, uh, let's prioritize what we what we need than what we want. Um, who does it better than the um, indigenous people? Thanks, A.S. Next. I'm somehow going to be relating my answer to Joanne's. And we see that not only buffets, but also fast food restaurants, um, they have a lot of food waste. I know they're like big companies and I think they should still be compassionate and if we could somehow tweak or like put attention on those food waste that could still be given to those who are actually in need. And we were mentioning systemic change earlier and the thing about fast foods, I mean, we can not, it's not just in the Philippines, but also in other countries, but fast foods have a, a huge power just because they're everywhere, right? They, they have so many franchises or branches. And if, you know, if someone at the top made one good decision, the change would be systemic. It would be like widespread. So uh, I hope that we can we can have these conversations with those people who can control those types of decisions. Thanks, Danella. Next up. For me, on how I can relate my answer earlier, you know, um, saying that the crisis of the Philippines when it comes to poverty and its lack of education, I guess I could say that we've always wanted to, um, I guess, makisabay to other countries even though that we are a developing country. We've always wanted to convert our, our way, you know, like be, be um, eco-friendly. Like we're going to say, we're going to um, transform into that um, system right away, like in one magical snap. And the thing with that is we, we've always thought of moving forward as one, but without thinking of the people in the lower side of, of, the, of the spectrum, the poor people. 
because it's it's really, really difficult for them. Sabi nga nila, mahirap maging mahirap. Or in, in English, I can't stress this enough, but um, it's very difficult to be poor because you, you, you can't you can't like just tell poor people not to use plastic or like, hey, don't use that. That's not um, eco friendly. You can't you can't just like um, tell or enforce it to them because if you're poor, when you're in, if you're in the shoes of the poor. You, You don't get to have a lot of choices, or you don't even have anything to start with sometimes, and it's and and it's just it's just this system, you know. I'm always talking about it, and wherein if we're want to do if we're wanting to do something, the poorer gets poorer and the richer gets richer, and and it's just that 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 system that goes over and over again, and it's it's just, it just saddens me, you know, because mahirap maging mahirap. It's very difficult to be poor. Yeah, um, I guess that's that's my my take on that. Okay, and I think what's cool is it's you, you. You connected us back to how we started earlier when both you, A, and Gabby were talking about the importance of education, and it's true. Um, why would people change their lifestyle or uh, think about helping with issues related to poverty or even the climate crisis if they're not aware? Um, and a lot of this awareness comes from education. When you go to school. Uh, it would be great if we learned what's happening in the world. What what are the problems happening around us? And more than that, school is the best place to develop the skills to actually make solutions. Uh, so again, this is sort of a shout out to all of you around the table because you guys are you know right now even at your young age are doing incredible things, even if it's small. Just to wrap things all up, I think we proved that. All, all issues connected to people or the humanity are interconnected with environmental ones, right? And it's clear that we uh, that when we take action to fight climate change, we're also 100% taking action to protect the people of the world as well. It's clear that countries around the world need to work together to take bolder actions to address the climate crisis. And again, this is timely with the month of November because of the recently held UN Climate Change Conference or COP26. This is a spectacularly important event because it, it's at COP that the people um, who quite literally have a seat at the table make decisions and build policies that can fight the climate crisis at a scale that is huge or massive and to be honest at a scale that we need. This is a spectacularly important event because it, it's at COP that the people who quite literally have a seat at the table make decisions and build policies that can fight the climate crisis at a scale that is huge or massive, and to be honest, at a scale that we need. So the youth, unfortunately, are not given a voice at these discussions, um, even if, as we said earlier, the youth are the generation that will have to deal with the deadly effects of the climate crisis. The youth really deserve a seat at the table. And so to lead us to one of our last segments for today's episode, we would like to ask everyone seated here today to put yourselves in the seat at the table. Just like the world leaders present at COP26 this month, just like a national government leader or even a major Uh, fast food or business uh, owner. If you were given a seat at the table, what is one thing you would instantly change or redesign in our country or world today, which would lead us to a better and more sustainable future? 
there's there's this one thing that's that that kind of has a special place in my heart, and it's um all about uh, farmers because um I can remember like maybe 12 to 14 years ago when I was just like this little child, my first ever dream job was to be a farmer. You know, so if I were give if I were to be given a seat at the power, I would I would provide support to our local farmers and. Um, apart from that, I would also promote agriculture because um, people nowadays, we get distracted and um, like, um, um, get carried away by the mainstream jobs like, like, like say, doctor, um, I want to be a lawyer, um, architect, engineers. And it seems that we're already forgetting, for, forgetting the, one of the most important jobs in the world, which is um, farming. Because... Uh, farmers and agriculture because um without without farmers what would we eat right our hard-earned money would be nothing but uh, a worthless a worthless piece of paper so yeah um if i would be given a seat i would definitely focus on agriculture so i if i have the the seat of power i would i would change there's a lot of things that i want to change but the most important ones is one is climate change the second is poverty and lastly quality education because i believe that's one of the most important things right now um if i was given um a seat um i would change discrimination i mean like why don't we just all work together as as one to just solve uh to solve our problems and um i believe the, the this decision will unite um the people and change our current global crisis which is um, climate change. Um, if I have the chance, if I have a seat at the table, um, I would amplify the unheard screams of those who suffer, not only the people, but also those who can speak for themselves, as such as the future generation and also the environment. I would influence everyone to join me to create a concrete framework of plan, um, strategies, and everything that we need to solve these problems because our tomorrow literally depends on what we do today. Thing that I would probably target if I were given a seat um, would I would probably of course target um, corporate like big like really big companies um, something that I want to um, take action is sustainable packaging because we all know the effects and um, if small businesses can have sustainable packaging why aren't why can't big corporate companies do it when they have the funds why not right that is the question <laughs> thanks Danella. before we end we'd like to hear a couple of final words from our five young change makers at the table the amazing actions of today's youth are often neglected or unrecognized and yet your generation provides clear evidence that we should never underestimate the young or the small similarly we should recognize that there is great power in small actions. So for each of you here, what's one sentence, uh, in one sentence, what's one call to action you would like everyone listening right now to take today? So um, we're at the end of our podcast. Um, uh, I would really say it's not more of an action. I would really more question it. So um, I have a question for everyone. Are you ready? Are you ready to take action? Are you ready to make a change? For me, um, to, everyone, to everyone who's listening right now, I just want to say, open your eyes, 
look up to the sky and see. Just kidding. <laughs> um, open your eyes and um, see that the world around you is changing and it's changing fast and it needs your help. And um, we can do it. I mean, um, we're going to change it um, little by little because um, from small seeds grow great trees. Something, um, a little reminder. So I know we all have trash cans, trash bins at our homes. So I want you to go check your trash cans, trash bins, whatever you put your trash in. I want you to take a look at that and see if you've actually segregated your trash. Are you using the reuse, recycle, reduce? Yeah. Are you separating your paper from your right, compost? I want you to go check your trash just for a bit. Life is one big cycle of social issues, and every each issue is connected to one another. So if you want to lessen those social issues, do, do one big help to someone, and you can, you can change that one big cycle of social issues. Okay, so to everyone who's listening, be an active citizen who does not wait for an external pressure to do something, and instead be a catalyst for change who points out what is wrong, stands up for what is right, and, and most especially, do actions for the betterment of the world. Thank you, everyone. That brings us to the end of today's episode. So again, to Danella, Joanne, A.A., Zayas, Gabby, to all of you, let's give everyone a big thank you with a big table roll. Very nice. Very nice. All right. So all of you have inspired us to rethink our lifestyle and take on the mindset that we can. We can create positive change no matter where we are and no matter our age. So thank you, students. Thank you as well to ISBB or the International School for Better Beginnings for empowering these young change makers and providing the space for them to grow. We invite our listeners to follow the journeys of these youth by following the page Youth for Better. That's facebook.com slash youthforbetter. We've got one world and one life. The youth are looking to you now. We can control the future and it's up to you to decide whether we'll make our one life count. You can make positive change. You can make the world a better place and a more sustainable place for the people and the planet. As Zayas asked you, are you ready? In the next episode, we'll be filling the seats at the table with a new set of change makers. But until then, remember to live kindly to yourself and live kindly to the world. If you enjoyed this episode, take a quick second to give this podcast five stars. We truly appreciate your joining us today. Make sure to click follow to join our next conversations on our upcoming episodes. We'll make sure to save you a seat. See you then.